to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Good evening, church. You doing well? Hey, let's, uh, why don't we thank the worship team for leading us so well tonight. It's done a great job. So good. Why don't you uh, take two minutes to have a mingle, say hello to a couple of people while I get ready. Two minute mingle, go. Great, if Pastor Paul could uh, take his seat. Two minutes, sorry, yeah, it's been. We've had a minute and 40 seconds. I know it takes you 20 seconds to go there. (laughs) Ah, so good. We love to have fun in church and uh, it's so great to be together. As Hannah said, my name's Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here at Icon Church. And if this is your first time to Icon Church, we want to give you a huge welcome. And I want to say welcome home. And uh, even if you're in this place and you don't believe, it's a place where you can belong and you can find family and friends and uh, a place where there's no judgment, but everyone can come as you are. So let's welcome all those here for the first time. So I want to speak to us tonight uh, from the title. I I like to give them titles and we like to do that here. Stuck on a plan. Stuck on a plan. And uh, Proverbs 16 and verse 9, and I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Team will put it up on the screen. It says this, we can make our plans. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And then uh, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Let me pray and then we'll get into this. Lord, we just open our hearts to your word. Pray that you'll speak to us. Pray that uh, you'll just speak to each and every one of us. And as we walk out of this place, we'll know you more and uh, we'll know what you're calling us to more. And so we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here in this place. And we pray that you're working our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever had... um, What you thought was the best idea ever? Yeah? Like you thought it was the thing? Like it was going to revolutionise the very thing you were thinking about? Maybe, Maybe you're married in this place and you thought, I've had the best idea ever. 
and you're going to bring it before your uh, spouse and you're thinking, this is going to revolutionise our marriage. Our marriage will go to the next level. Uh, Maybe it's uh, around school or work and you've just had an idea for work or school and you've thought this is going to be the best thing ever. It's going to solve all of our problems. It's going to solve everything. It's the best idea ever. Maybe you've had an idea and you thought this is going to make me a millionaire. It's like the best idea ever. This It's a surefire thing. I found the silver bullet. I found it. It's a surefire thing. And then you share it with somebody. And you get this response. Yeah. Ah, right. Uh, recently, I, I, I thought we... We like I, I'd been thinking about something and been working on something and just been uh, you know all the time thinking how do I how do I uh, solve this how do I uh, make this the best ever and I, I came up with this idea I thought I'd solved it I thought it was the best idea ever I thought it was the greatest thing ever and uh, and so I get excited about it and when I get excited I say I've solved it I've done it I, 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 I've, I've it's the best idea ever it's going to solve all of our problems. It's going to solve this problem that we're having. And so uh, I share share it with uh, the person that it needed to be shared with, and I share it with them. And the response I got back was, it's the same as we've got now. And in that moment, I like... Like, yeah, but you just don't understand where I'm coming from. You don't get it. You don't see what I'm seeing. Like, you know, you're just not seeing it. You're not seeing it. And then I like look over it again. And I'm still defensive and I'm still offended. And I'm like, no, no, it's still the best idea ever. And I look over it again. And I'm still defensive and I'm still offended. I'm like, no, no, it's the best idea ever. And then third time I look over it and go, yeah, it's pretty much the same as what we've got now. But I don't know if you've ever had that response, ever had that response that looks totally different in your head. Like you, you thought it was going to blow everyone's mind and yet it doesn't. Um, sometimes we can have dreams and visions and we should have dreams and visions for our life. And then we kind of take the dream and vision and we kind of work it out step by step, plan by plan, how it's going to happen. This is the way it's going to go. In six months, this will happen. In a year, this will happen. This is how it's going to happen. This is going to be the plan. But the problem is, is that when the plan doesn't seem to work out that way, we can get stuck on the plan rather than the vision that we were given. Like the plan, the plan might not work out the way I I thought it would after six months. And many times in that moment, we'll give up. We'll think, oh yeah, but no, it wasn't a God thing. It, It wasn't what God had for me. And we get stuck on the plan, rather stuck on the dream and the vision. Rather than stuck on what God has got for us in our future. What happened when, when the plan doesn't look the way I thought it would? What happens when the plan, the step-by-step, doesn't look the way I thought it would? What happens when life doesn't look the way I thought it would? I made a plan for my life, but uh, what happens? Do we get stuck on our plan or, but, or do we trust his plan? Or do we trust what he has for each and every one of us? You see, many times uh, we, we can get stuck on our plan And when it doesn't work out, we can end up quitting. We can end up giving up. And, you know, if you've got vision in this place, you're always going to face opposition. 
if you've got any kind of vision, you're always going to face some opposition. But here's the thing, I've come to realise that actually I need to trust God's plan and what God has for my life. That for many of us, we quit too early. We give up too early because of opposition. We, we, uh, we let dreams and visions die because of fear of it's not worked out the way I thought it would rather than no, God has a plan. God has a way. There's a way for this to happen. And sometimes we, we, we give up because it's not playing out the way we thought it would. It's amazing George talked about kind of dreams and visions in the encourage because like we didn't, we didn't confer on this at all. Like he didn't know what I was going to speak on. I didn't know what he was going to do. But it's amazing because 2020, the start of a new year, even the start of a new decade, we can make plans. And as George mentioned, uh, if we made plans, most of us, uh, statistics will tell us that we failed in those plans. But I want to tell you tonight that a failed plan does not mean a failed vision. I'll say it again because it's good and you in the back need to hear it again. A failed plan does not mean a failed vision. That today I, I, I can make a new plan. I can, I can redraft something. I can revise something. I can pivot. Uh, yeah? Anyone remember that? I haven't got Ben up here with his... Uh, your basketball was a bit flat last week, mate. Uh, but you did some good pivoting. But we can pivot. And we can do that. A failed plan does not mean a failed vision. But for many of us, a failed plan means we stop. We give up. But I'm here to tell us today that actually God has plans for us. He'll give us dreams and visions, but God has plans for us. And actually a failed plan does not mean a failed vision. The verse in Jeremiah uh, is, is pretty, it's pretty famous in Christian circles. Let me tell you why I know it's pretty famous because there's been a fridge magnet made of it. Okay, let me also tell you there's been a poster made of it and it's usually a guy stood on a cliff uh, looking out with a bit of a sunset behind him and it, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11, those verses. But let me give you a little bit of context of who Jeremiah is talking to. Jeremiah is a prophet, okay, and he's talking and, and uh, kind of the opening of Jeremiah is hard-hitting, okay? But he's talking to a people who are in exile, and what that means is there's a people who used to live in a place called Jerusalem and they've been uprooted and they're in this place called Babylon. It's not their homeland. It's not where they want to be. They want to be back in Jerusalem. They want to be back in their homeland. And just before we read Jeremiah 29 verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Jeremiah has, has said to them, but you're going to stay in Babylon for another 70 years. Thanks for that. Like... No, no, my plan was we'd get out of here now. Like my plan, yeah, the dream and the vision is that we're going home. My plan would, is like, let's do that yesterday. Let's get out of here yesterday. You see, even actually, uh, there's others who are home. There's other people of the same nation who are home. So it's not like a full nation is in exile. There's still some at home. And so it's like, yeah, but they're at home. It's not fair. How many of us thought like that? You know, their plans always seem to work out. It's not fair. But no, he knows the plans. He knows the plans he has for us. They're dreaming. You know, just imagine, imagine that people, they're dreaming to go home. 
They're dreaming to be out of this place. They're dreaming to be out of exile and back home where they belong. And they're told they've got another 70 years. You know, there's this dream, there's this vision, there's this hope, there's this longing to be home. For many of us, that might not look like a a longing to be home, but there might be a dream and a vision in our hearts and our lives that God has placed there. And our longing is that we'd get there. But maybe God's taken us on a journey to get us there. Maybe there's a journey for each and every one of us. And it doesn't look like my journey or my plan, but it looks like his plan. You see, like I said, their plan would have been, let's go home yesterday. Let's go home now. Let's go to Jerusalem. Let's go home now. But God has a different plan for them. We actually see it in the verses before, in uh, verses 5 and 7 of Jeremiah 29. It says this, build houses and settle down. Like I know this is not your home, but you're going to build some houses and you're going to settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. I love that thought that they're not home, but wherever we are, we can seek the peace and prosperity of where God has placed us. To which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it, it, it prospers, you too will prosper. I love this because actually God's plan sees a prospering come about. God's plan sees this this being built and actually even in moments of difficulty, even in moments of I'm not sure this is where I'm meant to be, we can still prosper. We can still see things built. We can still see things move forward because God always has a plan. It might not look like my plan, but here's the thing, the dream's the same. The plan may just look different. The steps may just look different. Don't get stuck on your plan. Get stuck on God's plan. I, I, I really believe this is a, it's a trust issue. It's a faith issue, as Josh was talking about. It's a faith issue that actually, will I quit because it's not my plan? Or will I trust him and put my faith in him? Because his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are greater than my thoughts. That he has more for me. We can't stop moving into the dream because we got stuck on a plan. No, tonight we're deciding, hey, no, this is the dream and the vision. And I'll I'll start making steps, but I'm going to follow what his plan is for my life and what he has for my life. And there's a promise in Ephesians 3 and verse 20. And we use this verse a lot in our church. And it's an incredibly powerful, powerful verse. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Just leave it up a minute. Because now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I wonder if when we read that, and I know I've done this, so we probably have we are thinking about the things we're asking and imagining which God can do like we're thinking oh he'll just do that five times bigger than I'm thinking about which he can do or maybe he has a different plan that will lead us into something greater that he has for us but if I get stuck on my plan maybe I'll miss out on what God has truly for my life now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than we can imagine let me activate that power that is within me. Um, 
I, li- I live with um, two very stubborn people. And when I, when I say that, they, they are stubborn immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. <laughs> and um, Zion is like, like, has taken this trait off his mum massively. And I love it at times because it makes me laugh. And then at other times, it makes me so frustrated. And he can be stubborn about many different things. He can be stubborn about eating his food. He can be stubborn about getting his shoes on. He can be stubborn about many different things. But the, the number one thing that he's stubborn about at the moment is switching my PlayStation off, playing Minecraft. And there have been a couple of moments I've nearly took the remote off him. And like gone, no, we're switching this off right now, Zion. We are doing this right now. But he can be stubborn. Many times we can be stubborn about our plans. Um, this is my plan. This is it. This is what I'm going to do. This is my steps. The six months, this. Twelve months, this. I'm, I'm not saying making plans is a bad thing. I'm saying if I get stuck on my plan, if I get stuck on my plan then I'm, I'm not able to adjust and be flexible to what God has got for me. That actually, I, you know, I think making plans is a good thing. I, I, I think making plans at any time of the year, but I, I even think at the start of the year, making plans to be better, making plans to be healthier, making plans are a good thing. But if, if the plan for my life to reach maybe a dream, a vision, the thing God's calling me to do, if I just get stuck in that plan and it doesn't work out and I become stubborn on that plan, then maybe I'll miss out on all that God's got for me. I, I want to say to us tonight, don't get stuck on your plan. Some of us, we have dreams and visions about the job we want or the job we wanted because we prayed for the job that we have and now we moan about the job we have. Okay. What about the marriage? We like prayed for it and now you tell, you, tell everyone that your wife's stubborn. Prayed for kids and now I'm like, oh, I wish my kids, because we had a plan but what about if God's got a greater plan for us a better plan for each and every one of us so here's my first thought tonight don't fall in love with the first draft don't fall in love with the first draft like following Jesus and knowing Jesus and following him with my life I know that things have redrafted have had to redraft things have been revised I've had to pivot in moments because there's a journey it's not like he paints out for us abc he he might give us a dream and a vision but the plan he just here we go step by step step by step let's walk together let's walk this out together i love this cuz in Jeremiah 29, 11, as we read, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Why, why, why did he need to say that? Because actually he needed us to realize that we'll make many plans, just as we read in Proverbs, but he'll, he knows the plans he has for us. He knows the plans that he has for each and every one of us. Plans to prosper, not to harm. 
They're plans to prosper, not to harm. They're, they're plans to give us a hope and a future. And so like, let's not fall in love with the first draft, the first plans, the first moments, but actually let's be open to being flexible enough to be redrafted, revised, pivoted constantly in our lives as we follow Jesus. For some of us, it looks like it's failed. But now it's just time to redraft, revise, time to come up with a new strategy. It's time for us to pivot. It's time for us to move if we'll not fall in love with the first draft. Many times I've come up with something or done something. I love my first draft. But any good movie has many redrafts. Any good book has many redrafts. I don't know, but I think my life, I want a good life. It's going to need a lot of redrafts. It's going to need a lot of revision. It's going to need a lot. And for some of us, we face things in life that we think stop us from achieving the plans that God has for us. But here, I want to just share James 1 verses 2 to 4. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you, whenever you face trials of many kinds... Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Oh, there's something that begins to take place. There's something, this journey that begins to take place. Because let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Like consider it pure joy when you face trials because it's going to produce a perseverance in your life that's going to produce a maturity. But if we fall in love with the first draft, we'll just give up at the first sign of a trial or temptation. But no, we're not falling in love with the first draft. We're actually going to be a people who redraft. We're going to come up with new strategies. We're going to come up with, listen to what God has got for us. We're going to follow what He has for us because it's going to produce something something in our lives, far greater. It may not look like the dream, but it's producing something for my future. It's producing something for my future. It's getting me ready. It's getting me ready. Like, I look back on my journey in, uh, like, church leadership, and I'm so thankful for the journey that I've gone on, because as I look back, I look at moments where I thought it was over. I thought it would failed. Maybe plans had failed. I thought it was over. But I saw that through those moments, God was growing me. God was actually producing something in me. And those were moments where I had to be flexible enough to redraft, pivot, begin to do that. Not get stuck on my plan, but submit myself to his plan. The second thought is this. Don't miss what's happening now. We can, we can get so focused and a longing for the future and the dreams and they should always be in front of us. We can, we can have this, but we can miss what God is doing in our life right now. We can miss what God is trying to form in us, what tr- God's trying to do in each and every one of us. Like I, I, love, I love that they're in exile. They're not home. This people that Jeremiah is talking to, they're in exile, they're not home, but God says build houses. Don't miss what's happening right now in this moment. You're going to build houses. 
Like you're going to be fruitful even in this place of exile, even in this place of I'm not sure this is the right plan, but I can still be fruitful in these moments. That even though the future seems a long way off, I can still be fruitful right now. I can still see God at work in my life right now. Build houses. And then I love Jeremiah 29 verses 12 and 13, which says this, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Like I think too many times we miss out on what God's doing right now because we're too focused on like this future rather than no, no, no. Here's what I've got to do. I've got to seek him with all my heart. in this moment to see the plans and to not get stuck on my plan and to miss what's happening right now, I got to seek him with all of my heart. I got to seek him with all of my heart. Like, I don't know, but there's 70 year promise. There's this promise of 70 years. They're going to be, they're going to be back home in Jerusalem. I'm not sure God wanted them to have like a, uh, like a 70 year clock countdown. You know, like the Instagram filter that you get down to an event. I'm not sure they wanted to have, he wanted them to have that. Why? Because I think he wanted them to learn something and grow even where they were. That even where they were, God had plans for them. I want to say to me and to you that it might not look like what you want to do. Life might not look like you want it to look at the moment. But don't miss what God's doing right now. Seek him with all your heart. Seek him and you'll find him. You'll find him in the midst of whatever's happening in your life. And we can miss what he's doing because we're not even including him. Like many times we make plans and then when plans don't work for us, that's the moment we include God. It's like, oh yeah, it didn't work out. Okay, God, now I need your help. Rather than, let's include him ahead of time. Let's seek him with all of our heart ahead of time. Like, I I, want to apply for this job. I'm going to seek God about this. I'm going to seek God, actually, because God knows the plans he has for me. Like, some of of you guys who are thinking of university, am I seeking God for where he wants me to be? the plans that he has for me because God has plans for each and every one of us. Will I seek him? Will I include him ahead of time? You see, you know, because like there are God dreams and God visions that place, but there are also moments of redraft and revisions that actually God gives us something to, to look forward to and to move into that we may have never seen before but we'll only see it if we're open and we're seeking him with all of our hearts. We're seeking him with everything. Let's not just seek him when we think it's over. Let's seek him ahead of time. The third thing is this. Let's rely on the power in us. Rely on the power in us. Ephesians 3 and verse 20 tells us that he's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. The power that is at work within each and every one of us. Before there's provision, There has to be vision. Before there's provision, there has to be vision. And and our job is simply, I've got a vision. Maybe I'm going to take a step out. 
And I'm going to trust God that he's going to direct my steps. I'm going to trust God for the plans that he has for me. Because I'm not going to get stuck on my plan, but I'm going to get stuck on God's plan for my life. But here's the reliance. I rely on God's power at work within me. I rely on his Holy Spirit, his power at work within me to begin to walk forward into all that he's got for me. You see, God might give us the why, which is the vision. But the what, the how, we'll work out step by step. We'll work out step by step. And, and many times we'll look back on our lives and we'll look and we'll see God directing our steps. God revealing His plan step by step. You see, the what will begin to come as we step out. But I can't get stuck on my plan. I gotta rely on that power within me to actually put my trust in God, to rely on His Holy Spirit, to rely on Him, to trust His plans because He's given us all we need to take that first step. He's given us all we need. For some of us, our dreams and our visions stop at the moment we see or we hear or we have that dream or vision. They stop because we're like, I'm not sure I can do this. But actually, he's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. That means I gotta make a movement. I gotta begin to step out. I gotta begin to move out. I've gotta begin to trust him, trust that he has plans for me, trust that he has. And maybe I'm just gonna make one step, but I'm gonna trust he has plans for me and see God's provision begin to be at work in our lives. I I love this because... Ephesians 3 verse 20 and we'll read verse 21 as well says now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever this is God's power the Holy Spirit at work within us and here's what should come about as he does the he's able to do the immeasurably more there'd be glory in the church that Jesus's name would be lifted high and for many people we'd be going how did you do that how did you do that and our testimony is I just stepped out and trusted God I just stepped out and trusted God I had a dream and I had a vision and I just stepped out and trusted God and guess what happened he had plans for me that far out went the plans that I had for myself but tonight I can't get stuck on my plan I've got to get stuck into God's plan and what God has for my life what God has for my life you see 2020 is a year where I won't get stuck on my plan no no I'll get stuck into God's plan I'll get stuck into God's plan because God's plan brings about a hope and a future. We read that in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I've got plans for you there for a hope and a future. Tonight, God's plan for you, for me, for the people around us is this. God's plan will bring about a hope and a future. Here's what God's plan will bring. It'll bring about the immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. That tonight there's more for you. There's immeasurably more for each and every one of us. But I can't get stuck on my plan I'm going to get stuck into God's plan because it'll bring about that immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine 
Here's what God's plan will do. It'll bring about glory in the church, that actually the church will be lifted high and the people will be lifted high. So many times my plans are all about me and all about what I can get. But actually I wanna see glory lifted in the church. I wanna see the church lifted high. Why? Because lives will be transformed. People will be saved. We'll see miracles take place because God's plan brings about glory in the church. And here's what God's plan does. It brings about a legacy throughout all generations. It won't just finish with me, but it'll go on and on and on and on and on. And so tonight, as we stand, let's not get stuck in our plan, but let's get stuck into God's plan and what He has. Maybe you've got dreams and visions. Maybe you've allowed them to die. Well, tonight they're resurrected to life. And tonight we're making a declaration. I'm gonna get stuck into God's plan and what God has for me tonight. And so if that's you tonight, why don't you raise your hands saying, that's me, I wanna get into your plan. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. So come on, let's worship Him in this place. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.